Wherever her eyes fell, those sharp, dark eyes that resembled buttons covered with shiny American cloth, they saw nothing that jarred, as so much in London jarred. There were bright brass jugs on the window-sill, a bowl of potpourri on the black table in the centre, an oak settee by the open fireplace, a couple of Persian rugs on the polished floor. The room had its quaintness too, such as she had alluded to in her memorable essay read before the Rhizome Literary Society, called Humour in Furniture, and a brass milk can served as a receptacle for sticks and umbrellas. Equally quaint was the dish of highly realistic stone fruit that stood beside the potpourri, and the furry Japanese spider that sprawled in a silk web over the window. Such was the fearful verisimilitude of this that Lucia's new housemaid had once fled from her duties in the early morning to seek the assistance of the gardener in killing it. The dish of stone fruit had scored a similar success, for once she had said to Georgie Pilson, Ah, my gardener has sent in some early apples and pears. Won't you take one home with you? It was not till the weight of the pear, he swiftly selected the largest, betrayed the joke, that he had any notion that they were not real ones. But then Georgie had had his revenge, for, waiting his opportunity, he had inserted a real pear among those stony specimens. And again, passing through with Lucia, he picked it out, and with lips drawn back had snapped at it with all the force of his jaws. For the moment she had felt quite faint at the thought of his teeth crashing into fragments. These humorous touches were altered from time to time. The spider, for instance, might be taken down and replaced by a china canary in a Chippendale cage. And the selection of the entrance hall for those whimsicalities was intentional, for guests found something to smile at as they took off their cloaks and entered the drawing-room with a topic on their lips, something light, something amusing about what they had seen. For the gong similarly was sometimes substituted a set of bells that had once decked the collar of the leading horse in a wagoner's team somewhere in Flanders. In fact, when Lucia was at home, there was often a new little quaintness for quite a sequence of days, and she had held out hopes to the literary society that perhaps some day, when she was not so rushed, she would jot down material for a sequel to her essay, or write another covering a rather larger field on the gambits of conversation derived from furniture. On the table there was a pile of letters waiting for Mrs. Lucas, for yesterday's post had not been forwarded her for fear of its missing her. London postmen were probably very careless and untrustworthy, and she gave a little cry of dismay as she saw the volume of her correspondence.